Welcome back, Rage Nation. Definitely not PR friends. Myself, Pete. He needs to stop, like, fucking getting cute with these kicks. John the Mountain Man Stokes. You're not putting them on my models, motherfucker. Chris the non-tech Asian. Put the tape measure up and get some wages. You, yeah, no, you really frustrated me. You walked away and you came back and your scalp would be thrown across the room. <laughs> I'm just here so I don't get fined. I will will share with you my one rage quit story. You know, I'm a robot and I don't have a solo press now eight. This is going to be a really great opportunity for everybody to see how you effed up. Welcome back, Rage Nation. We got a bunch of news this week. We got myself, Pete, and tonight we only got John with us. Ooh, it's a special episode. <laughs> Chris was so ashamed of the bet that he couldn't come on this episode. Uh, yeah, I bet that's it. <laughs> <laughs> no, Chris has been, uh, been a busy guy. He's taking care of some business. He got a new pup, so... I'm sure that's keeping him on his toes. Probably cleaning up dog shit. <laughs> I don't know. It's like a two-year-old dog, so hopefully it's a little house-trained. Yeah, dog shit for their whole lives. I don't know if you know that. Uh, do they? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, we're uh, we're back again. And Steamforge gave us a nice little gift of four brand-new captains and technically five models. Did you really call this a gift? Or are they, <laughs> are they fucked with our minds again? Yeah, it's like, hey, just when you had enough time to adjust to all these new captains, here's some more. Like, okay, I guess we're over Vet Boar now. He's okay. Ah, fuck you. Ah. So we're gonna we're gonna talk about those captains, and we're also gonna talk about Captain of the Week that we were a little dismissive of, and uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk about the Steel Jaw. So that's kind of what we're gonna be discussing today. But before we get into that, John, is there any? Uh, any news, any announcements that you can think of off the top of your head? Well, it's about time for some tournaments, right? Yeah, we got a little warm-up we're doing in Columbia on uh, 420, so please please come to the tournament sober. And, uh, yeah, that's a little warm-up for Spring Fling. Spring Fling should actually be a pretty fun tournament. I don't know if these new captains are legal for Spring Fling, because do we know when these new models are coming out? I saw, like, April 6th. Like, it's Luke's this weekend, right? Yeah. I saw like they might be available at Salute and then pre-order right after that, but who knows when they get them? Or I don't know. Hopefully not. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see a bunch of guilds I haven't seen lately. Yeah, the, the thing I'm worried about is if we order them and then they come in like the day of Spring Fling and it's like okay, you can use these. Then it's like okay, well, most of the field has no experience with them, so that's gonna be fun. <laughs> yeah, or you like me, so you I, get your cap. You get wave two of captains and you don't get yours. Yeah, I'm. I'm still waiting on. Uh, our store is kind of waiting on the first wave of captains, and uh, yeah, we still haven't gotten them. So we're waiting to see. It's a little frustrating, but I'm a patient man. I, I can wait. Yeah, I ordered mine from Steamforce directly, so I got, I got them pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. I'm just. I'm hoping that they can work with the stores. So I'm kind of waiting to see how that's going to pan out before I uh, just order directly through Steamforged. But yeah, I mean. It's going to suck. I'm hoping Bill Anderson's just going to make a call. Like, he's either going to tell us soon that these these models are either legal or they're not legal. So, And like you said, John, I would prefer them not to be for a tournament that soon just because a lot of the field is going to have very little experience with them. Right. They're like me. You just don't like proxy and shit. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So 
Yeah, we got Spring Fling coming up the weekend after that. So I think that's what, April 26th and 7th? Is that, is yeah. that right? Yeah, three weeks. Can't believe it's three weeks already. Yeah, it's gonna be uh that's gonna be yeah, that's gonna be a fun tournament though. I'm really excited about that one. Yeah, aren't they? they're selling beer at the at the location now, right? In the game store? Yeah, you can drink beer right there in the store. That's a lot easier than going out to the minivan. <laughs> <laughs> Drinking on the property illegally. Yeah. Oh man. So I this actually brings me to the bet that you and Chris uh you made. You both came out of this with a draw. Uh, it ac- actually was kind of hev- heavily divided here. Like we <laughs> we got a group message from Mike Klein who says that John was just wrong for taking a bet with a lesser player. Well, I mean, nobody gives a fuck what Mike Klein says. So, <laughs> does Mike Klein even have a podcast anymore? I don't know. If you have, if nobody <laughs> listens, is it considered a podcast? That's true. Or is it just a recording? You have heard yourself. You know, just shouting into the void <laughs> hey that's what we did when we first started this podcast to our dozens of listeners okay that's probably what we're still doing just me yeah, talking yeah. to you on the phone whatever yeah yeah you know like some of my family downloads it you know that's cool <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah we actually had 18 people vote on it and i'm th- this poll is gonna make you feel better john but what was the question so the question was who won the bet of having the better record at the Raleigh warm-up tournament, the options were John because he won three games, and then the second option was draw because Chris's buy counts. <laughs> so, eighteen people voted. So it wasn't like a ton of people. It was just you know some people on Twitter that didn't have anything better to do. And sixty-seven percent said John that you won because you actually won three games. Oh, that's two-thirds majority. Yep. And but, I did, and I did not vote because I don't have Twitter. That's true. But. I'm not going to let that decide. Here's what we are going to do, though. And this is my decision. So, since you guys drew and, you know, I listened to the episode and, and in fact, was after the tournament, whoever has the best record on Longshanks, if it's not a draw, is the winner. So, we didn't say anything about buys. We didn't say about actual wins. So, here's how we're going to break this time. We are going to Spring Fling. You both are going to play the guild that you want. I'm... Pretty sure you're playing Hunters. I'm pretty sure Chris is playing Butchers. Whoever has the best record coming out of Spring Fling wins. And then at How's That, you get to pick the Losers Guild What if, 12. What if we tie? Uh, if we tie, we're going to have a drinking competition. Oh, wait. <laughs> That's an auto win. Yeah, that's an auto win for John. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put you and Pete can be on the same team and I'll still win. <laughs> uh, but honestly, and I'll... I'll talk to Chris about this. I think he'll agree once I discuss this with him. Uh, Spring Fling is a big enough tournament where I think strength of schedule gets about right. So I think Spring Fling, we can actually go off a strength of schedule and be like, okay, who played the better players? So this one, we're not going to have a draw. It's whoever has the better record and whoever has the better strength of schedule. Because like I said, by the end of the day in a tournament that big where it's like six rounds, the strength schedule is about right. Sure. And Chris has no idea this is happening. I agree, but... <laughs> All right. Well, two out of three agree. So we're going with it. Listeners, you're welcome. And I'm not even going to tell them. I'm going to wait for some of the listeners to tell them because I know Chris doesn't even listen to the podcast. All right. I won't say anything. <laughs> yeah. Just just uh, some of you listeners, go ahead and send him a message and be like, oh, I like the way that you guys are settling the bet and just see what he says. Oh, man. So, yeah, that's what we're going to do with it. So get get your reps in with your, your fancy hunters now, John. Or... This is even funnier. We can bridge this into the next topic. I could play Masons. <laughs> Why would you play Masons? 
Because um, I could corbelly the fuck out of people. All right. So we thought Boar was bad, right? So let's take a look at this damn captain. So we got Corbelli, who's the new Mason's captain. Model looks sweet, by the way. Like, you've seen the model, right, John? Dr. J. Yeah, man. Like, I'm thinking more like Afro Thunder. Yeah? Yeah, you know, like off of the, uh, what was that boxing game? Uh, what was it called? I can't remember. But like Punch it Out. Was an end- it w- yeah, and yeah, just Afro Thunder just doing the, you know, old windmill punch. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, what's so good about this guy? Because he is stupid good. I've got a better question. What's bad about this guy? All right. Well, I mean, looking at Corbelli. So he's supposed to be this like superstar striker, right? But he's also got a pretty decent playbook for also just killing stuff. I mean, everybody likes momentous two on two. Yeah. Two on two, you have access to like Iron Fist and Tooled Up. And uh, yeah, you can get assist with Vet Chisel. So there's a lot of ways to get that like really singing. I like how he skips one damage, like doesn't even have one damage, and just goes straight to Momentous 2. Well, you know, he's just like, I'm not going to worry about it. Bam, here's 2. No, but on 1, he does have Tackle and a Dodge, so, I mean, that's pretty dang good. Yeah, and, I mean, everybody likes Momentous Tackles with 2-inch melee. So, John, let me ask you this. How the hell does this guy have 2-inch reach? Um, Because he's as tall as Dr. J. So he's got long legs? Long arms, long legs. Uh, I I don't know. I'm trying to look at the artwork here on the card and see what they are. I think he's got like a he's got like a little dagger on his side. Uh, yeah, it must be some. It must be a hell of a dagger. It's the legs, man. I guess. <laughs> so he does have two inch reach, which, if looking at the artwork, I would have guessed one. But sure, two, whatever. Okay, okay. he's that's cool. You know, hammer and honor only have one. It makes sense. Sure. Uh, he does have acrobatics, so if somehow he does get you know pushed out or what people dodge away, he just can dodge back into him. <laughs> Love acrobatics. So, so it's better than honor. Honor has quick time, right? That costs two. Well, this guy has acrobatics for one. Well, at least at least honor can move other models, right? Yeah, I guess for two. Oh wait, yeah, I mean, he doesn't do that. Oh, oh, yeah, he does better. He does it better. Yeah, because he has dummy pass and moves other models four inches for one influence. So I do have to say though, I do like the idea of this just because I like the idea of like him juking a pass and then somebody just taking off. Yeah, that's cool like, and all, but like dummy pass is seventy two times better than quick time. It's unreal. It's so how good. How'd you come up with seventy two? Because that just came to my head, man. <laughs> there's there's an equation. I'll, I'll, I'll write out the equation for you later. Sixty percent of the time it works every time. <laughs> no, dummy pass works hundred percent of the time. That's fucking good. From eight inches away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's super good. Yeah, and by the way, he also has a natural five eight kick, which is pretty good. Five eight, you know, casual five eight, just five eight, whatever. I you know, the background for this guy better be like he's the best striker ever seen on the pitch because a natural five eight kick is ridiculous. He sharks real father. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I could, you know I could see it. Jesus. Uh, uh, so, so also on top of that, he has towering presence, which is super good. <laughs> so for one influence, basically while you're in it, you can spend one less momentum for pass and move and also snapshot. So it's like inspiring hat. That's yeah. pretty good. So I hear. Yeah. I'm not, I'm, we're, we're still on the front of the card and he's, he's, he's already like, just with the front of the card, he's damn good. He also has a knockdown. Yeah. I, I don't 
think I just don't know. I don't know if this guy should have a knockdown. And if he did have a knockdown, I'd be like, it should be on the end of his book, like the very end. Well, Shark has a knockdown. Yeah, but it is it's like after like five hits, I think. It's after five, but Shark has tech six and Corbelli has tech five and eh, four. Okay, so. I guess. I mean, sure. I say but that in Rome. Yeah, I mean that's close to even, I guess. All right. So, but yeah, let's get to the back of his card. This is this is where people are really like, really, like he's the front's really good, but this part of the card's like, what the hell's going on? Yeah. Am I taking crazy pills? So making space is disgusting. So while the model's on the pitch, a friendly guild model declares a pass. Before choosing the target, another friendly guild model makes a four-inch dodge. Each friendly model can only do it once per turn. So basically, whenever you're doing a pass, as long as he's on the pitch, it's like, okay, go ahead and you can move. Just here's here's a four-inch dodge for free. Man, there's so, there's some there's gonna be some crazy snapshot options with this dude. Yeah, just snapshots. There's going to be goal runs. There's like just the amount of like combinations is ridiculous. You're like, oh, Flint's on my half of the pitch, but I want a snapshot with him. So I'm going to dummy pass, move him four inches. Then I'm going to make some space, move another four inches. Now he's eight inches within the goal. Yep. Then I'll pay one more influence so he can snapshot for one momentum. See, and this is actually, so this is where I disagree with some people. A lot of people say he's broken because of his legendary. And if you look at his legendary, he pretty much just steals the ball, right? Yeah, he does. You got that ball, give it to me. Yeah, there's nothing you can do to get around it. Ignore his close control, ignore his anything you got going on. It's like rough seas combined with any kind of free ball, give it to me. Like, you don't even need line of sight. Yeah, it's crazy. You just like, hey, there it is, give it to me. I think making space is actually what's going to make him busted. Like, it's... The legendary is going to be sure you got the ball. Okay, whatever. You can still try to make it where maybe he doesn't get a goal out of it, even though he's probably going to. But making space is where this team is going to be able to get really creative and do a bunch of movement for free. It doesn't even cost any resources. Like, it's almost like I don't get how it's just for free. It's just that's that just seems too much. Yeah. Like, at least the miners with, like, the diggy hole and stuff and some of the other jank that they have to do cost some kind of resource. Um, yeah, I guess. I said most of it, not not all of it, yeah. right? Some of it is for free. Not going into that, but okay. <laughs> like the tank and all that BS. Yeah, we got that. We know how you feel about that, John. Yeah. Okay. But making space is kind of in that same realm where it's like, what? why do we have this Dodge Circus going on for free? He's nuts. The only thing, so here's the thing though. I think top level players and mid level players are going to do some stupid things with this guy, but I think he's almost in like that vet bore territory where some of the lower end tables are going to keep the numbers in check a little bit. So I don't know if he's going to get up to like 70% win rate, but he's definitely going to be in the fifties, maybe even the sixties. I think he's got to be in the sixties because you just, I don't know. He's so good. I mean, top level players. Just, just when when you the players who are good enough to like see all the models and plan ahead. Like this model needs to be over here, and this one needs to be over here. But this pressure, and I don't know. He, he moves so many, he moves so much of his team around. Yeah, a lot of out of activation movement. A lot of like because that's the thing though. Like when you look at dummy pass, and when you look at it, you don't even need to pass the ball, right? It's just it's just you look at him and you're like, hey, bud, go. You give him a little, you know. Head head shake and be like, all right, you're you're dodging, go. It's like, hey, you out of active out of activation. Where'd they go? Go ahead. Do yep. It. Oh, you're about to die. Get out of there. Oh man, 
And, hey, the bear's about to eat you. Look out. And <laughs> he, uh, so he's a 5'8 kick. They have a mallet's got the football legend thing to make him a 6'9 kick. Yep. Then he can take, keep the ball moving to make him a 7'9 kick. <laughs> then he can bonus time for an 8'9 kick. Just to be sure. Yeah, just in case, you know, three die wasn't enough. <laughs> Eight, nine kick. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, it's pretty legit. Oh, you put, your, you put your whole team in front of the goal? I don't care. <laughs> oh, I'm taking minus, uh, minus five dice, so, yeah, okay. Four, eight kick still. <laughs> oh, Christ. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Sorry for, you. Sorry for you religious people out there, but Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> He is the Jesus of Guild Ball. <laughs> you know, he is like the Messiah of scoring goals, that's for sure. Yeah, he's going to be nuts. This dude. What, what, what kills me with him is just how much he's... You know, you take Flint and how much he can pressure you with moving Flint at you. You take Flint and Snakeskin and he puts them both in your face while he comes to get the ball. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of ball pressure for sure. And it it's just another thing that I neglected to say was that he's got a three defense and a two armor. At least you can hit him with the character plays, I guess. Yeah. You need to one round his ass is what you got to do. Yeah, I mean, he has six. He has 16 boxes, so you you can do some work on him. If you got, just, if you got two-inch melee and get base-to-base or you can knock him down because that double well, dodge on two, he can It's see almost him. like he, he's got the same problem that you see with some other guilds where it's like you almost have to wait to see where he goes, and then once he's done moving, then it's like, okay, now I need to kill him. Yeah, but I'm down for nothing. So he's definitely one of those captains that you need to. He's going to get a goal. He's kind of like Shark, right? Like where it's like, okay, he's going to get a goal. Now let's start pummeling him. Let's hold him hostage. So that means get enough momentum to where you're going to be able to go first the next turn and then kill him at the top of turn, whatever. And that way you don't have to see him basically for two turns. Well, maybe not two turns because he's really fast, but you know what I mean. And then. Yeah, it's just you're going to have to play. He's pretty much like Super Shark. Like, you're going to have to play him like Shark, except for play even more cagey. Oh, man. I know. I know. I've already seen the Shark players complaining. Yeah, there was a bunch of people that's like, oh, my God, Shark's dead. And the only the only argument I've seen for him on like Facebook of, of all the bitching post is, oh, he's 3, 2, and 16 boxes? Yeah, okay. I'll kill him. <laughs> yeah, but that's it's then you're still losing 4 to 2. Yeah, I mean, it, it is what it is, right? We'll see. I actually, he's one of the ones that I'm excited to see on the pitch because I think he's one of those captains where you need to eyeball what he does and then just, like, once you see it on the table, you're going to have to react very carefully, like, when you see him. It's kind of like, like, the first time I played Vet Boar, I played so timidly just because I'm like, I know he has the potential to wreck my day, and it's going to be the same thing with Corbelli. So, yeah. Are you are you just gonna go ahead and call it, John? You think this model's pretty busted even before it comes out? I mean, I don't. It's hard to see how it's not. He has a lot of tools. I mean, you, if you do finally get him locked down somehow, then he's gonna kill something. Yeah, I mean, if you do manage to kill the ball like super hard, he can literally be like since he's on the Masons team. There's so many tools the Masons have to scrum up and buff each other that. He can still do some work and kill some stuff with lots of momentous damage. Oh yeah, just assist chisel and he's gonna he's gonna kill you. Yeah, 
And like you bring t- you bring tower and vet chisel. I mean, you're doing plus two damage right there, so that's four damage on two hits. And chisel goes, you know, puts up assist chisel, runs into a model, and you somehow go and get away from her. Well, he's like, "Fuck that, dummy pass, get your ass back in there, girl." <laughs> oh, that's so good. <laughs> like, like he, <laughs> and then so and then and then he's still doing like a casual like. Let's see here. So that's still what five influence. So he's still doing a casual, you know, twenty damage if he's tooled up with assist. Yeah, I'm not even saying tooled up and just five times three. Yeah, 15. yeah, yeah. 15, so 15, 15 will do. Yeah, you know, casual 15. <laughs> All momentous. Uh, yeah, and that's not counting if you spike and hit that three, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I think he, like, people that like to scrum up and, like, fight, he can still do that pretty decent. Yeah. Like, ma- I don't see any reason you bring honor anymore. Unless you, unless you think you're cool and just want to be different. You're... <laughs> yeah, I mean, she could be, like, a cool dark horse captain. But everything that she does, Corbelli can do way better. Except for superior strategy. <laughs> yeah, the four influence, you know, extra activation sync. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah I feel like that. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. We're on her. I hope he's not legal. In- <laughs> How's that? Or in spring fling. Well, that, yeah, well, that's the thing for spring fling. I'm like, I just don't want to deal with this guy. This guy, I've, I've talked to a lot of players who have played him, um, just kind of proxied him, and they're like, yeah, he's good. <laughs> he's our new lord and savior. Jeez, uh, I'm surprised you haven't signed up for Masons at the next tournament already. Well, you know, the thing is that I don't want to. Even when I played Masons last year, I wasn't, like, Hammer was fun. Um, I tried to make Honor work the best I could, but, you know, I couldn't quite get her working the way I wanted to sometimes. So I think it's just the one-inch reach captains. I wish one of them was two-inch. So now that there is a two-inch, maybe I should go back to him. <laughs> I mean, I do have, like, a cool Roman Centurion paint scheme going on. Dude, I, I do like that paint job. You got this cool red armor. Um, the arm, do they have... It's like bronze. Bronze armor yeah. with, like, red red clothes, and I was going to put capes on them that I never did. But it, Yeah, and you were talking about doing, like, the plumed helmets and stuff. Yeah, but I'm not that good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that skilled at the hobbying. i got to find some, like, Romans and cut heads off and just replace heads. It's the only way I'd get it done. <laughs> There you go. All right, so let's talk about some models that are still really good, but they're not quite as busted. Let's talk about Rivet real quick. This Rosie the Riveter, has, th- I tell you what, she has me wanting to play Engineers more than playing Masons with Afro Thunder. She's a, she's a cool model. First of all, I was like, she, look, I was like, look she the model. is a fucking really cool model. So, John, what kind of sticks out to you with Rivet? One thing. My favorite part about her is the, the whole team gets tech six. Yeah. Yeah, so she has... Uh, what is that called? It's uh, follow my lead. Follow my lead, yeah, yeah. So basically, and this is like another snub at Honor, because you know Honor used to give her tack to her sister. Well, Rivet just does it to her whole team. Oh hell yeah! Give me Velocity with tack six, Locus with tack six, Colossus, Salvo, all yeah, of them. Yeah, just just anybody, right? Jeez. So that's really cool. My favorite part though is the elbow grease, because if you've played Engineers before. You know that there's times where you take that non-momentous damage, and it sucks because it's like you have to kill this model, but you're not getting any momentum for it. She fixes that with elbow grease because now she's like, "Hey, you know that high, you know, non-momentous four damage you got there, Colossus? There you go. <laughs> it's momentous. Uh, have fun." I mean, that makes the whole team so much better. It gives Ratchet momentous two on two. I gets Salvo like momentous two on three, where he, and, yep. and where he's dodging with it. Colossus, Tac 6, Momentus 2 on 3, Momentus 3 on 4, Momentus 4 on 5. 
Yeah, another cool thing I like about her is she also has used this. So, like, there's a lot of times where being a one-inch reach captain, it kind of sucks because you got to be careful how you go in to some models. Well, now she's like, she can make herself two-inch reach. She can give it to somebody like Salvo to make him, like, go on a more efficient goal run. So it, it's just nice that there's an option in Guild to extend their reach. I really like that touch to her. Spade with tech six. That's pretty good. Jesus Christ. Spade with tech six. Yep. Pretty good. What about the charge? There's my tackle. I tell you what, her damage on her playbook's actually really good. Spades? Well, no, I'm talking about on Rivet. Oh, on Rivet, yeah. Like, she has momentous four damage at the top end. She has momentous three on four hits, which is more realistic. And she has that two on two with a push, which is really sweet. I mean, that four is because I mean now you the people are gonna take Colossus more, so you get that singled out. Yep, knock down, that, single out, and that gang up. So knock down, singled out, the gang up, and she's tack six, you know, swinging what nine dice there. Yeah, that four, it's doable. Yeah, and she's a really hardy model too. She's a three-two defense and armor, and she has eighteen boxes, which is pretty dang sweet. And she's. Probably going to be sturdy most of the time because of that, that heroic play. Because of her heroic? Yeah, because her heroic within the aura friendly model scheme is sturdy. Oh, uh, okay. Man, that's a heroic. Yeah. Oh, it's the same heroic as uh, Tower. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, okay, that makes sense. That's right. That's that's pretty good. That seems good. Hey, you remember how Hoist lost sturdy? <laughs> 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 oh, my God. And we haven't even talked about my favorite trait. She has a trait called Toe. Yeah, so basically, if she ends in advance, or sorry, if her advance made by her goes through a friendly model's, actually, it's not even their melee. She just needs to move within two inches of them. Then they can make a jog directly towards her. I just don't, so you just, I just don't like that it's directly. Zip. Yeah, I mean, so it you do have to kind of line it up better. But still, just like a free five-inch jog towards her is pretty cool. Yeah, those those AOE teams are like, uh, yeah, go ahead and bunch up right there for me. Yeah. Egret's like, hey, hey, you're all, let's get a little flurry going right here. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, she's really cool. I like, she kind of does what Pinvice has been trying to do, but now she makes it more efficient, which is always, it's always better. Rivet's cool, a little, like, a little tanky, a little supporty. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, she can put out some damage. She's and I think these are the captains that you and I kind of flex to, John. She's definitely flexible. And anytime you have a flexible captain, it just it it makes your game a little better because you can adjust to certain situations better. Yeah, I mean, I'm not super excited to play her because she's not quite my playstyle. That doesn't con- you know no control really, you know, no no it, killing everything. So yeah, but she's cool. I mean, I, I like I like the idea of her. And I think she's I think she's balanced. That's probably my favorite part. Yeah, because she's good. She has a lot of cool little tricks she can do, but it's definitely not over the top. You're right. Yeah. The thing I don't know about her because I haven't played engineers recently at all is what two captains do you take now? Yeah, that's a good question because a lot of people are playing uh, Pinvice a lot, and I don't know if she replaces Pinvice because her and Pinvice can do the same thing, but Pinvice can also do a scoring kind of game. Pinvice can be can almost be super solo though with with her damage. I mean, yeah. But then, but then it can be she. I think Pinvice is very adjustable. Can be super solo. Can score. Can set up the team. Yeah, and I think if so, if I was playing engineers right now, 
when Rivet comes out, I would probably try Rivet and uh, Ballista first because Ballista still has the range game and he can still do the scoring game. So I would probably play Ballista with uh, with Rivet as the other captain. But I think it's close because Pinvice does do a lot of really cool things. So yeah. I think it might it might actually be one of those things where it's kind of flavor, like which two do you like the best and which two can you use the most effectively. Um so yeah, which one of them stops Corbelli? <laughs> which which engineers captain stops him? Yeah, which one stop? Which one do I need to stop Corbelli? That's what we, we all need to ask. Uh, if I was going to just say, maybe you can control him a little bit with that range game. Yeah, I guess. Uh, bring some of those models that have like close control. I mean, I don't know. Maybe so. Pinvice might be the answer there because of the close control. Yeah, because he because Corbelli really cares. One inch melee. Oh, I didn't get the first tackle. Moment is tackle oh, on one. I'll get, oh no! I'll, I'll get the second moment is tackle on one. <laughs> uh, you'd have to ask a, a good engineer player. I'm actually not too sure. I, I mean, I'm struggling to think of a captain in the entire game that has a good counter to what uh, Corbelli's trying to do. Yeah, I, I was like, oh, maybe Theron. No, he'll just move the rest of his team up. One. I think maybe Morticians. Run away. Have a decent. <laughs> yeah. Cor- well, because you can bring, you know. Um, God, what the hell's the goalie's name there? The rat dude. Skulk. Yeah, Skulk. You can bring him. You can bring Obulus. Uh, you can bring Silence to force activations, and then you can bring some other stuff just to give them problems. Uh, so yeah, but where are you getting points from? <laughs> well, John, he did, we didn't say if you're going to win the game. We just said who's going to stop him. Okay. <laughs> It's like, they're still going to win, but you're going to make life miserable for them. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. I'm going to get more Mortz games in because I actually like where, where they are right now. And I'm kind of dreading the Miners nerf that's coming. Oh, yeah. By the way, by the way, listeners, oh, yeah. Miners are getting nerfed sometime this month. Hey. Turns out they looked at the French Nationals and they were like, oh, my. Hurrah. <laughs> they, you just, could you imagine being in Steamforge's office, John, and them seeing the French Nationals? And they're just like, well, God damn it. Now we got to do something. Right. <laughs> oh, man. Because you know they were trying to hold off. Yeah, well, I don't know. I think I prefer like putting out shitty things and then we tweak them up. We tweak it up instead of going, oh, crap. Well, and it, there were a lot of people bitching because they were like, well, they just made them OP to sell them more and now they're going to nerf them to balance them. And I'm like, that's not, that's, that's not how Perkins and the crew kind of, you know, design the things i do think they rushed it a little bit i haven't talked to jamie about it but i do feel like the miners got rushed out the door because they wanted to put something cool in people's hands so i don't think that was tested out quite as well as it could have been yes all right but rivet's good i like her a lot let's go ahead and go into our next one though with corker so corker is another really cool captain and he kind of scares me a little bit out of all the all the captain releases he's my favorite well, we know he's your favorite, John, because he's carrying around a big keg. I mean, yeah, that definitely helps. <laughs> so it's really cool, though, because first off, he's a natural tax seven. I think he's the first brewer that's tax seven by himself without any buffs. Yep. So that's really that that's really cool. I like that. Um, he also has Iron Fist, which is super cool. I I love the fact that he has Iron Fist. Uh, gives him plus one damage to his playbook. Uh, he can pass out tough skin, or sorry, he can pass out tough skin to people. And this is probably your favorite, John, the whiskey chaser. Uh, nah, it's good. 
You gotta like it. You well, first off, you gotta like it just because of the name. Oh yeah, it's cool. It is cool, and it's and it's pretty good. Yeah. So basically, the next time you make a successful attack, friendly model may add an additional knockdown to the playbook result. So it's like, oh, I'm attacking a model that has sturdy. Let me go ahead and do a little whiskey chaser real quick and pick the double knockdown. Yeah, he's that's all cool. He's, he's pretty cool. All the fun, so all the your, fun's cool. That's good and everything. So what do you like about the back though? Because it sounds Every like you like the back a little thing bit more. On the back is awesome. Okay. Legless drunk is freaking hilarious. Like oh, so oh, John, oh, what is it like being a legless drunk? <laughs> I don't know, man. I hold my shit really well when I'm drunk, but that's a challenge, listeners. So when you see John at Springfling and how's that? Buy him drinks. <laughs> yes, that is. A, yeah, you should. You should. Let's test that. Buy me John's, drinks. John's like, don't threaten me with a good time. <laughs> <laughs> like this drunk, so he gets hit. You roll a d six. If you roll a six, you're just like six inches away. See you, bitch. <laughs> It's so ridiculous. Yeah. Well, and see, the thing is, it's it it's chosen by the controlling player. Yeah, any direction. So it's like, oh, I rolled a six. Well, I think, do you have to declare it after you roll? It says, the first time each turn this model suffers damage, it suffers a D6 push in a direction chosen by its controlling player. Yeah, so you don't pick the direction first, so you can just roll a D6, be like, oh, I got a five. Well, I'm going to go over here by your squishy model. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so bad. I mean, he, he already had 24 boxes to, to go through. But if you can stay with him, if he doesn't yeah. stumble off away from you when you're trying to kill him. <laughs> I just imagine that one person at the bar that's like, oh, God, oh, no. And then they just go flying into the wall somewhere. <laughs> oh, all those damn YouTube videos, like drunk people and like trying to walk and they start going one way and they're leaning and they're leaning and they're leaning and then they're gone. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh man, that happens. That really happens after there's a, a free bar or well, a free bar is an English term. You know, we, we call it an open bar. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he and then another cool trade he has is this is also one of those things where as long as he's on the pitch, your whole team gets this. So he has spit and sawdust, which even if your team's knocked down, they are still to be considered engaging the enemy models. That only helps you for gang ups and crowd outs. I mean, it could also do that for uh, negatives to kicks too, right? Uh, yeah, maybe crowd it out, I guess. Yeah, so if you're kicking to somebody that's next to these knockdown drunks, you're going to need like a five or a six to kick to them. Right, which is awesome, <laughs> getting him up to that tech. You know, still. Well, because, you know, that's what people do. They're like, okay, I'm going to pass to this guy. Let me knock him down first. That way there's no negatives. Yeah. So that's, I mean, it's not like super broken. It's not super like, oh my God, this is OP. It's just something nice you can use in your favor, right? So I think it's really good for the Brewers to keep that tack up so they can keep beating, which is what they need to do. Yeah, that's how they wrap. Mm -hmm. And then this heroic so bad. is one of my favorite heroics in the game. Dude, how many tokens does he have to get? <laughs> how many beer tokens do you have to have as a Brewer player now? So Corker likes giving out the free bar. So basically, he gives out beer tokens, which if you have not played against Pint Pot or you haven't, you know, played with Pint Pot, beer tokens can be used to either buy attacks, character plays, or free heroic. So he basically, friendly non-mascot guild ball models, plural, within the pulse, which is four inches, gain a beer token. So everybody gets a beer token. And here's a little surprise. Beer tokens don't go away. 
and you can stack up the two of them. They, and the brewers now have a guild rule. Is the guild rule they can only have two of them? Yeah, that was a guild rule on their new on the new front of their card. They can. Oh, was it? I didn't see that. Oh wait, you, I don't know if that was was that was that released. I mean, maybe. Maybe I'll be editing that out. I don't know. Yeah, I, <laughs> I got to pull that back up though. But either way, so he he's a fun captain. Like he can put out a ton of damage. He can move models around. He can support his team. Give out free beer, and it's just it looks like a fun time. Heck yeah! Here's, and he's actually, I think he's pretty competitive. I think, like, if you think about Hooper with like four or five attacks, that is some scary shit. Yeah, I mean, and that's how he—he's only a two-four influence, so he's only bringing two. But that's how he's making up for it. Is he's got to—he's got to be using that heroic play to give out influence, which beer tokens are better than influence because you can use them for character plays. Yep. Yeah, it's just it—it's good. It's. It's solid. It seems pretty balanced. I mean, because that's part of the Brewers' game plan anyways is to scrum up and just beat you up. So, I mean, they're going to have the same hard counters that they've had, but the benefits of good placement with the Brewers are going to really make Corker shine. Yeah. Oh, yeah, here's a guild rule. The new guild rule is beer tokens. The model can have up to two beer tokens. During its activation, you can spend beer token and uh, attack character play or heroic. And you can spend up to three beer tokens during an activation. Yep. So Corker can stack two on himself, go and you know swing and use them. Uses heroic again to get a third. So technically, he, he can make seven swings in a turn. Uh, let's see here. So yeah, you put four on him, six, and then another one. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds legit. Something's gonna die. <laughs> Somebody is going to die. All right. So that was Corker. I like him a lot. Once again, pretty good. Not super broken. And then we have our blacksmith captain. And apprentice. And apprentice. So the blacksmith captain is a pirate. (laughs) So now we have another pirate in the game. And is this a her, I'm assuming? Uh, They're both female. Yeah, she she is a female. So, and her name is Culverin. She's kind of interesting. She's got the typical blacksmith stats. I mean, there's nothing too surprising there. Uh, she's only got a one-inch reach, so she's got that going on. She has I Spy, which that's kind of that's kind of scary to see in the guild. Yeah. So plus two tack. That's what. And I, then that's what Sledge needed. Yeah, that's really good. That's also what Vet Cinder needed. She also has get to the goal, so that puts goal defense on a model. So if you're worried about all these scoring teams, it's like okay, well you need plus one target number. Have fun with that. They're actually just noticed that they're both listed as goal, goalkeepers. Her and, uh, Her and Cutlass. Cutlass. Yeah. All right. Well, cool. So she also has Quench. So this is a character trait. When a friendly model within the aura suffers damage from an enemy character play, after the character play is resolved, the friendly model may recover one hit point. That legendary is pretty damn good, too, against certain teams. What's her legendary do? Uh, friendly models within a six-inch pulse remove any conditions they're suffering. And if she's the captain, they also recover three hit points. Okay. Like, fuck you, smoke. So she's just kind of, it's almost like she's just trying to hold the line, right? Like, she's a support captain. She's helping everybody stay alive because we all know how people target the apprentices. She seems like that captain that's going to try to help keep those apprentices alive. Right. I mean, maybe go out, make a swing and put, swing to get I Spy out. And maybe if you want to, knocks up and down. Doesn't, doesn't really need a lot of influence. Just goes in the middle, tanks a little bit. You know, 3-2 with 19, 19 boxes. Yeah, it's pretty good. Just go be a tank and uh, let Cutlass do her thing from behind. She's on a 40 millimeter base. I just noticed that. So she's 
she's a bigger bigger female model yeah that's a pretty sweet model too with the cannonballs and shit yeah so she also comes with a squatty so we have her nice little apprentice cutlass the first free cities draft rookie we've seen yeah so this is the first one that came out of that draft and she's kind of interesting she does a lot of like cool range shots dude broadside is sick yeah, I like that. You put down two AOEs. Yeah, and you can hit the same. You, you can put them on the same models if you want. So it's two damage yeah. each. So four damage, and it's rough. And it's ground. rough ground. Yeah, so I like that too. Broadside's pretty sweet. Uh, chain shots actually pretty cool too. It's three damage and a knockdown. So that's like uh, that's like what's his face is um, ballistas. Yeah, it's like what, 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 deadly bolt or form. Yeah, dead. Or, yeah, dead bolt. Deadbolt, that's one. Yep, so she has that, which is good. She has a decent playbook. She has uh, some decent damage on the top end. She can do six damage. Yeah, normal blacksmith stuff. The, yeah, the best part but, about her is she doesn't have to be anywhere fucking close to you at all to hit you with these character plays. No, yeah. She can be... So basically, you have your beaters you can set up front, and she's just in the back, just like throwing broadsides, putting chain shots down, and then as you kind of you know get shot up then all of a sudden here come the you know anvil sledge and vet cinder just beating the crap out of you yeah I mean, you can just hang her out by the goal put uh culver in six inches in front of her so she gets the tutelage to use a character play for free and yeah pop things off so not only that but since you can be so far back and shoot up people you can actually get to the goal um cutlass and have cutlass doing all the ranged attacks right and you're still like she's almost like your goalie yeah, yeah, you can. Especially because that, that broadside's that's a pretty big range because the range is six on the AOEs. Yeah, and you can place the AOE at the end of it. Yeah, it's a nine-inch range on that. Yeah, that's pretty good. From Culverin. What do you mean? For, what do you mean from Culverin? The range. So the broadside range, you measure it from Culverin. Why? Because it says this place range is measured from friendly Culverin. Oh, that seems so good. Like she doesn't do it herself. She's like, all right, let me light the match there, boss. She just she, she, she just standing in the back feeling, fire in the hole. <laughs> fire. <laughs> Culverin's standing in the middle shooting. So she's like, cut the standing mother goal. Culverin's six inches in front of her. Nine inches from that, you're in danger. Yeah, and she, so I don't know if you saw the back of her card, John, but Cutlass has quick off the line. So whenever an enemy model makes a shot, you get to dodge two inches. Well, I think that's pretty. I think that's pretty cool. Just setting her by the goal, right? You know, if somebody takes a shot, if she's near the goal, you dodge in the way so that there's a dice. Well, not yeah. I was gonna say it's not even like it's it's not after the goal. It's like as soon as they declare it, you can dodge her in to take a die away. So yeah, definitely cool. Or another thing you can think about is if they pushed her out of the four inches or get to the goal. Yeah. You can dodge back into that four inches, take a die away, and up the target number. Yeah, I think I think she's I think Cutlass is cool because she's kind of versatile because you can get her up there and you, you can get up there and hit some shit in the mouth with her. Yeah, but you can also sit back and just let her you know pop a free shot off a turn or put two influence off on her and get two shots off a turn to fuck things yeah. up and then just dodge in the way of people trying to take shots. Yeah, and like a typical apprentice though, she only has thirteen boxes, but she's a four-one defense. And armor, so pretty good. Uh, she can only take three influence, but she does have tutelage, so she can do a character play for free if she's next to uh, Culverin. Yeah. So I like that a lot. That's a nice combo. I think that it's one of those models that when you first play it the couple, first couple times, it's not going to be super sexy because you're going to try to figure it out. But I think blacksmith captains who 
put in the time and can figure out those nice little tricks to do with those two, that they're going to be really a pain in the butt for opponents. Yeah, totally. You're going to figure out first time that like she's tooled up and she hits broadside twice or, or with the two AOEs on somebody for six damage and then does chain shot for nine damage from well, distance. Well, because here's the thing. It's like people like to play that threat range game against the blacksmiths. Yeah. And it's like, okay, I'm going to put these you know rough grounds in front of my models so now you're minus two movement unless you glide through it. <laughs> you can put two influence on her though and do... 10 damage from range if she's doing that. Yeah, you know, that's, uh, that's pretty good. <laughs> 10 damage and a knockdown. <laughs> and 6 of that damage uh, might be on multiple models. Yeah, it's true. Man. It's like it's like super uh, super engineer's range game there. Yeah, it's, like when, it's like when uh, Hoist used to take uh, Ratchet's character play all the time. Blaster. Oh, yeah. I just want to play like all ranged blacksmith and see what, see what happens. So play like Burnish and like regular Cinder? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. Definitely, uh, the cool thing is it, it adds some dimension to the blacksmiths. It, it's different, and it still helps the original models in the guild. So I, I definitely like the addition to the guild. Yeah, I th- and I think they're they're perfect because I don't know that they're auto-includes, but they're definitely going to be played. Yeah, people are going to play them because they can find some fun and some really effective things to do. There will be some blacksmith players that probably don't play them because they just don't like maybe how they work with the guild. But the people that do, I think, are going to have a lot of fun and success with them after they get some games in with them. Yeah, they're pretty sweet. All right. So generally, John, which captain comes out of this on top as far as being the most powerful or best? I mean, why why are you wasting time on the podcast asking that question? (laughs) I just, I want an answer. Yeah, it's, it's... Maybe my captain for for uh, spring fling. Poor, <laughs> Poor belly. Yeah. So, is there any any of these captains kind of like a stinker? Like, are there any of these captains you don't like? I mean, I don't love I don't love love rivet just because it's not my playstyle. I don't think I don't think any of them are bad. Yeah, I think the one that I like the least. Oh, man, I tell you what, the one I like the least is probably Core Belly, just because how good he is. Yeah. <laughs> like I just I hate how good he is with. I just hate everything about his face. I just, I hate, I hate how he is an awesome kicker. The, just the awesome backness of his card. The only thing I like about Corbelli right now is the model. <laughs> yeah, I see that. So whenever people cry enough and Corbelli gets nerfed, I might be interested in getting the model. But right now I'm just like, yeah, I'm not interested in that. <laughs> the other three I love though. Like I love the, the idea and play style of these other three models. Like, I could play all three of those models. Really, really Corker and the Blacksmiths got me the most interested. I, I tell you what, I can see you playing some Corker because you have those sweet red, white, and blue uh, brewers. Yeah. And he would just go in so well with that. Oh, he's going to look sweet in them. So I'm, I'm excited to see if you if you got anything going on with that. Yeah, I'm definitely... I'm, I'm, he'll be the first one I paint for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think we can both agree that, you know, Corbelli's definitely the winner... And if, I mean, I think the one that is going to struggle a little bit is going to be uh, Culverin, just because I think she's going to take some time for people to figure out where she's going to be useful in their guild. But once people figure it out, I think she's going to come out okay. I think they're, I think so they're a really we'll good see. addition. I think I think Blacksmith players will pick her up pretty quick. Yeah, she'll see play, just because I think she adds something that they 
they didn't have access to that much before. And looking at, I'm going to pull up Blacksmith real quick because I just want to see how she looks with Burnish. I think that's uh, a fun game. game. And you, I mean, you can really go rank, turn the range up and take Cast and Burnish and those two. And that seems fun. Yeah. I mean, that's more AoEs if you bring Burnish. He gives out iron, or he gives out reinforced plating. I'm trying to see what else would be a good combo with them. I mean, I think Bolt. I think Bolt would be pretty cool with them too. Just throwing horseshoes around, <laughs> she or might. knockdowns. I mean, or you, you just take Anvil and Sledge, or um, Furnace and Vet Cinder because they're awesome. Yeah, yeah. I think I think putting like burnt like Furnace, Vet Cinder, burnt or uh, Sledge and Anvil, and just stick them in front of Culverin and uh, and Cutlass, and just wither them down and then when they finally come into you just beat the bejesus out of them that sounds fun I think I'm playing that that does sound fun maybe we should tell Mike Rhodes to pick up the blacksmiths again (laughs) he was asking us he's like hey man I need some help what guild should I play alright so we're into this quite a bit the captains are really exciting hopefully though we don't have to worry about them for spring fling yeah Bill if you're listening to this Make that call because we need to know. Can't tr- quickly. You, you know you can't trust the shipping. <laughs> yeah, Bill, you can't trust the shipping. I, so if you're going to ask me, I'm going to say, yeah, let's hold off. <laughs> that way, I don't have to worry about Corbelli for another month. Uh, so yeah, our captain of the week that we're going to talk about for I don't know, 10, 15 minutes here, whatever John feels like talking, is the Steel Jaw. Yeah. So John, we were maybe a little too harsh about her. We were talking about how. You know, she's not that exciting. I don't see why you would bring her instead of Theron. And then you and I started workshopping her a little bit. So why don't you talk about what are some things that on her card were a little underwhelming, but then once we started playing with it, we're like, okay, we're starting to see what's going on here. Well, I'll see what happened. Is I was like so bummed about the nerfs to the rest of the hunters. I was like, oh, fuck Steeljaw. <laughs> You're like, I'm so upset that I don't even care what this stupid model does. That was sad. <laughs> and it, it started from the beginning. Like I wasn't super excited about the model until I saw the model in person, and it's a really sweet model. I love I love the model with the chains and the traps everywhere. Yeah, she's a trap queen. I love it. Um, I think man, just the amount of traps and conditions she puts out. I didn't expect to. I didn't expect to have so many conditions on the field. You know, snared and bleed freaking everywhere. Yeah, we played a game last night, and. Most of the game, my models were snared and bleeding and minus one armor. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's... And she has a knockdown, too, so she can make a 4-1 model a 2-0. And pretty much anybody swinging on a 2-0 does some damage. Yeah, and I also think that bait is something that was really undervalued when we first looked at her. Like, we thought it was cool, but I think being able to put out a trap six inches away and then push a model is disgusting and really, really strong. Yeah, putting, putting out the range trap, especially how far those traps go, you know, because that trap covers, the trap covers about eight, just over eight inches on bait that she can put it away because it's within six and the one inch order on the trap. Yeah. So it's a long ways away. That's kind of not realizing how far you can put traps in people's way. Like, oh, you're over there and you can just barely get to me. Well, here's this trap 1.1 inches in front of you. Fuck you. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, just the de- she is the she's the trap queen, but she's the debuffing queen. I love the choices of bleed and weak point. 
Well, yeah, so we were playing that game where you were playing against morticians. So I was playing morts and you were playing steel jaw. So kind of talk for a second, like when you set off these traps, how are you deciding that you were going to take either bleed or weak point? Like it's pretty obvious, but just for the listeners. Well, if they don't have armor, I don't take weak point. It's like, (laughs) so you're bleeding. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, if, if I know I'm going to get more attacks throughout the turn, then weak points, the obvious choice for an armored model, if it's kind of into the turn, then you're taking bleeds. Hopefully don't, they don't clear the condition and do the extra damage. Yeah. Uh, And something else is, I mean, if you put a model through multiple traps, you can put both on them, right? Right. Or that's how I'm playing. So there was, there was a couple times where I think you did it to Graves where you were like, okay, I'm going to bait and I'm going to push Graves through these two traps. And now he is snared, bleeding, and weak pointed. And now I'm going to declare an attack on him. And then Graves was on five and I said, well, here's five traps around him. So you're just like, hey... I don't know if this is good, but I'm going to do it. <laughs> I'm going to fit all five of these traps around him, and then I'm going to swing at you. Okay, my minus push. He's dead. <laughs> and now I'm going to dedicate the rest of my influence to killing, um, scalpel. killing scalpel. Yeah, which she does very <laughs> and well. You, and you did, yeah. Well, see, and that's the thing is, I think she's really good against high defense teams because she doesn't care, right? Because she doesn't have to hit with bait. You can just straight up buy it for two influence and be like, okay, you're pushed and now you're snared. And now you have weak point. So I don't care if you're a 4-1 or I don't care if you're a 3-2 or whatever. Now you're going to take some pain. Or if you remember and put blessing on her, then that's good too. Hell yeah, man. (laughs) Do a free bait. Or or last light. I mean, that's good with her. I I love that she can put out eight traps traps a turn. Leg- yeah, because it's five turn. from the legendary, and then two from bait, and then one for just her uh, bring them down. Yeah, but she's got big game traps. Put a trap down, push some things around, trap everything. Gosh. I just, I just underestimated the damage, and I see, I see what I my theory is with why the hunters got the the damage nerf from like Chaska and Cena, like they did, is because if they had stayed with this, that'd have been too much damage. You think so? I think, I think. It would have just been too much damage. Yeah, I mean, because even with the nerfs, with all the stuff she was doing on the pitch, she still was able to kill two models in one turn, kill my bird, and then do some damage to some other models with the rest of the influence you had. So, I mean, that's traditionally not something that you you saw with hunters minus the bear. Like the bear could do that on his own if your opponent scrummed up. All right, that's what the and that's what the bear and Chaska were doing with Theron. But now you can't do that with Theron. And I think I, I think the nerf made them perfect for her power level coming into it. But I just don't see what you do with Theron now. Because he I don't think yeah. he can't keep up with the damage like like she can. So I mean that kind of brings up the question then do you are you still thinking it's a little too early to switch her out for Theron? Or, to, sorry, switch Theron out for her? Are you going to get some more games in? Or are you starting to lean that way where you're like, yeah, I think I think I might pull that trigger? No, I think my two captains right now are still John and Scotha. Plus, who has charmed female? Just Tater? Well, I mean, and you know, a lot of Farmers players are kind of out with Tater right now. Right. You're not seeing a lot of them take Tater just because he took a nice little nerf last season. Yeah, bait seems really good on him. Yeah, because like, oh, that's cool. I'm going to go ahead and, yeah, yeah, you're still a four. <laughs> <laughs> you're still a four, and I'm still going to murder you. Even though I like Scotha and the Farmers better, but that's just me. I mean, and that's the thing. I think Scotha, 
even if you bring Theron instead of Steeljaw, you still have to bring Skatha. Skatha is still really good and has a lot of game into those bad matchups that you can't control as well. So she's kind of like the loose cannon you can send just to go get goals when things are going to get tough. Right. I think the thing with Skatha now is I used to I actually like playing the 4-1 game with Skatha. Like get that first goal and then not worry, you know, just kill things. Yeah, just kind of sit on kill. it, yeah. And now I think you, you're yeah, maybe a couple teams you can get that, but no, I think you have to play the 2-2 to 3-0 game with her. All right, and obviously, John, we're still kind of early on Steel Jaw. Um, I'm kind of helping you work through it. We're going to try to get you kind of like a tweaked, you know, six, seven models that go with her. But what are some models that you found just out of these few games you've played that work well with her? And what are some models that you're like, okay, I need to kind of switch those out? Um, the bear, I, love, I mean, I love the bear with her because the bear hitting three O's or two O's is disgusting. Um, yeah. I've been playing Egret a lot more just because I've always liked Egret and getting that poison condition out from range. And I think she's a great ball holder because she can she can just get so far away from the ball, ball threats with, with swift strikes and uh, back to the shadows. Yeah, and I've heard a lot of people say that you can almost do like a smoke-like game with Steel Jaw. Yeah, a lot of, I mean, you can get, you can end turns with people having knocked down, poison, bleed, and snared on them. And snared, yeah. So I like Egret, but that's kind of personal preference. I don't know that she goes with Steel Jaw, but I, I think Egret's good right I, now. I do like that too, the way, because she puts out a decent score threat, she puts out poison, she can put out some damage. Uh, like you said, that Back to the Shadows is super sweet. The two-inch dodge off of damage. Uh, she has a 3-8 kick, so that's pretty solid. I mean, so I like Egret a lot. I, I agree with you there. That I think she goes well with what Steel Jaw is trying to do because it's like you're almost trying to play a game where you're trying to put some damage out there and funnel them into where you want them to go. And then once they kind of like fell, fall into that trap, then that's when Steel Jaw and company kind of jump on them, right? right. And then once you destroy that model, okay, let's back up. Let's kind of pick our next target and then go. All right. Speaking of destroying that model, the other one you have to take is Fahad because Fahad loves Steel Jaw. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, give me some gang ups, some weak points, and low defense models for Fahad to start wrapping on that free charge. Yeah, and see, that was the thing that, I mean, it, it it wasn't something I was thinking of like a lot, but you do have to keep in mind when you're playing against Steeljaw, like, I got to keep I gotta keep this cat in check. I got to put it in a spot where it's not going to be able to just run stupid in a muck. <laughs> oh, you're a 2-0 and I have two gang ups? <laughs> That that's dead. <laughs> <laughs> that's momentous. I don't know eight. That, that's like I was gonna say. That's like when you start doing eight damage with your free charge <laughs> and triple dodge. Yeah. Um. I don't know. That's kind that's of when pe- that's when people look at you, John, and they're like, "Um, how did the cat do that?" That's what he do. Yeah. Other than that, right, I mean, so what, what's I, another model that you kind of like besides those two still, two animals? That minx is still good because I mean that minx can do damage when. When things are when against a two O model, but you know, extended threat ranges, more traps. So. <laughs> yes, yeah, and while we were playing that game, you're just like traps, traps, traps. I love traps. <laughs> I was singing to the theme of that, like a like from Anchorman with Will Ferrell singing his yeah. uh, Scotch, Scotch, Scotch. Scotch. I love Scotch down in my belly. <laughs> yum, yum, yum. Um, yeah, Minx is good. Good blessing, blessing to get bait or something out. Uh, other than yeah. that, I haven't found I haven't found the other one. I like I tried Vet Hearn with you uh, in that game, which he's okay. He he takes a little longer to kill, but I don't know what he did for me because there's just not enough influence to go around. 
Yeah, the models you and I were talking about playing were uh, Matagi Jakar. and then Jakar. Yeah, so we were actually talking about Jakar might have found a captain that he can work really well with in this uh, in this season. Yeah, I mean, if you're playing against high armor teams, Jakar could be nasty because already. <laughs> it's like, oh, do you want to take another minus two movement and another minus one defense? Uh, Here you go. Oh, Corbelli, you were a three two. Jakar <laughs> don't care. Yeah. Oh, he cares. Hey, Cor- he- Corbelli, you're a two zero now. Oh wait, he cares that you double dodged away. Yeah. 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 You don't go into you. You don't go into Corbelli with Jakar. No. Uh, I don't know. Maybe Olfer to have a scoring threat. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I'm sure it's th- one of those things where we definitely got to play with it a little bit. <sighs> maybe Chaska because he has a short playbook. I don't like Chaska right now. But. Yeah. I mean, I think you could bring him, but not necessarily for the boom. Well, you can still bring the boom box with the with the uh, with the. Um, Blessing of the Sun Father. So, I mean, that's free. So, you still get that four damage, which is, you know, that's not nothing. But then, yeah, that moment is two. And then he has that knockdown and three damage at the end. So, he can start wrapping, especially when you have all those negatives on models. Right. I, if he's wrapping, he's good. He's already got traps. But he, yeah. He can be a little, he can be a little fragile. He can be. You know, I almost think that. If you did have a like either Egret or you had Olfer get a quick goal for you, that would help in this lineup because the bear is only bringing you one influence. Oh, definitely. So if you get an early goal, that helps out a lot more. Or if you're feeling froggy, you bring Zerola and go for a first activation Fahad goal. Right. <laughs> you can still do it. You could. And then Zerola sits in and does nothing for the rest of the game. But What are you talking about, man? She's a striker. She's elite. She's not a striker when that legendary play is gone. <laughs> what are you talking about? She still has that double dodge on two hits. Tack five. Woo. Three six kick. Is that really considered a striker in the game now? <laughs> not when you have models like Corbelli running around. Or Spade. Yeah. Fuck. That's not a striker anymore. <laughs> it's a bench player. No. She's a bench player. <laughs> I tell you what, I still... I. I think you do need to try Matagi. I, I actually would be very interested to see him in that lineup. Oh, definitely. I like Matagi because, I mean, attack from range. He, he can get up there and damage a little bit, you know. Well, and he doesn't even have to engage that much because he can stay six inches away, right? Right. One influence and hopefully you hit a momentous two and bleed. Yep. So what it- and, then, and the cool thing is, like, and we talked about this. I love how everybody puts a trap out. But I, I would laugh my ass off if the bear could put a trap out. Oh, that'd, be, that'd be that'd be really good. That'd be really good. The bear sets a trap for himself, knocks somebody you know into the trap, and then beats the crap out of him. Only he could bear hug him. I know bear hug is a thing of the past. Get over it. Never. <laughs> Never forget the bear hug. Find some kind of shirt that says something about bear hug on it. Yeah. So, yep. I think we were a little little harsh of the old uh, steel jaw, but. I agree. I think she does a lot of really cool things. Like, I think the thing that, like I said, I underestimated the most was that six-inch pulse for bait is really good. One thing we did, one thing we did find out is that you do have to be careful who you send Steel Jaw into, because her damage doesn't scale that well. Like there was a couple times where she went into a tough hide model and she couldn't quite finish it off. Well, that happened to the bear too. <laughs> we played. It, it did. It did. So, it, I mean, we, you can just say it was bad dice, but I think what you needed is you had some gang-ups on um, on Casket, and you were trying to get that three damage to kill him, 
and you missed it by like no no you needed two because you only need to do like one damage to casket and you missed it by like one hit yeah because the two damage is only on three so yeah fun though i'm definitely having fun with Wither. i mean it's it's not as fun it's well, not well, as like, fun as i had with theron but well like you said i, th- I think it's going to take a player a little bit to get used to her because you were just saying like ah oh, this is such a mind fuck because bait is such a different character play that you have to figure out okay what's the best way to bring them in and what do I want the trap to do? And where am I going to be? Yeah. I mean, so I, it just takes a little bit to play around. She still she still has a definitely control aspect to her, but it's just different. I was telling you, John, I think she does a really good job at like messing with the whole team, whereas I think Theron shuts down a model. Right. I mean, Theron, my thing with Theron was that my favorite thing in the game was watching a model go, well, I guess I can't use these four influence. <laughs> or if you do it to a captain and be like, well, I guess this six influence isn't doing anything. Oh, yeah. was how sad Lon looked at Spring Fling last year when Corsair was stuck behind an obstruction. <laughs> so basically what you're telling me is that you were like kicking a puppy because Lon is like a puppy oh, and you made him so sad. Oh, Lon's awesome. It was just, it was just like, he, he was just so sad looking. <laughs> Did he just pick up the influence? Like, well, guess we're not using that. Yeah, it's just like they always that. do. They always look, like look at it for a minute. Like, there's got to be something, right? No, no, no. <laughs> you get nothing. No, I'm on the, the other side of the forest, a long ways away. See ya. See ya. Oh, John. Rest in peace, Theron. <laughs> I don't know you. I mean, you're you're a hunter player through and through, so. I don't know if Theron's dead, but I think you're definitely going to have some fun playing with Steeljaw. Well, Theron's definitely not dead because there's still matchups where the super solo needs to be pinned. So let me ask you this. So going back to Hunters, would you be a big proponent of having three captains then? You can get to choose from all three of them? Yeah, so like instead of bringing two like we can only do now, if they said, sure, if you want to add three captains into your 12, that's fine. Oh, God, yeah, because I think it helps the Hunters the most. Yeah, you think so? I think the Hunters would benefit the most from it right now. So what's a control matchup that you would rather have Theron instead of Steeljaw? I think one would be Mason's, right? Right, Mason's for sure, because Theron was like hard counter to Hammer, like, ha ha, Hammer, fuck you. Do you think Theron slows down Corbelli a little bit? Somewhat. I mean, yeah, so I was just, I laughed because I just looked, I'm like, oh, you could arrow to the knee Corbelli to drop him to a 3-6 kick. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> well, you just kind of pin him and sprint at him, I guess. I'm like, stay here. Just be still. Be still. Stop it. Don't move a muscle. <laughs> oh, just the rest of your team just dodged past us. But whatever. Uh, so I think Mason's might be the, like, he's still really good into. Um, any other matchups you're like, yeah, I still like Theron into that? I still like Theron into the fish. Okay. Into, like, Shark specifically? Yeah, I mean, Shark, he was never bad into Corsair. Just to control where Corsair goes a little bit. Yeah, he was putting damage out on Corsair, so we could maybe hit him. Uh, I think Steeljaw. I think Steeljaw might be even better with Corsair. But uh, what about the? What do you think about that Vet Boar matchup? Which captain would you drop into that? I think Theron could be good with Vet Boar for sure, especially if you can get the ball and you can, uh, you know, pin Vet Boar and dodge behind the forest. Yeah. Like, sorry, sorry about your life. Or behind like a barrier. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sorry, Vet Boar. You can hide behind this wall. Yeah, I could see those two matchups definitely being good for Theron. 
Um, any any like scoring team Theron's really strong into, but I feel like Steeljaw could just kill a lot of those scoring teams as well. Right, that's what I'm thinking about. You know, a lot of the matchups that took Theron into was was to fight a lot, but now Steeljaw can take away the fighting I, component. The opponent. I think where Theron is really good. Anytime you have a really superstar captain with a lower defense to mid defense, I think that's where Theron like really shines. Just because he can reliably just screw them out of their influence, like the way they want to use it. So I think that's still where Theron's going to kind of shine. Whereas I think those high defense captains, that's where you're going to want to bring Steeljaw and just mess them up. I mean, if you had a little extra influence, you could have very easily killed Bonesaw yesterday when we played. Oh, yeah. Like, Bonesaw went from being like 12 to like 2 real quick. <laughs> For sure. I was like, huh. And I can't move with my jog because then I'm going to die from these stupid traps. Oh, man. Good times. So, any parting blows or any last thoughts, John, before we uh, wrap this thing up? Oh, man. Just hoping Corbelli's not legal for spring fling. Yeah, here's for hoping, right? Uh, yeah, I don't I don't know. We'll see. I'm, he's, he's definitely super good. A lot of people kind of have some doom and gloom on him, kind of like what they did with Vet Boar. But that boar had some uh, has some downfalls. I'm hoping that as we play into Corbelli, we find some loopholes that are like, okay, at least we can do this against him. But that boar is still pretty damn good. Yeah, he is, and it's one of those things where it's like, with against those captains, if you mess up, you're going to get smoked. Whereas if you play it right and you, you know, do what you need to to control the craziness. And I think that's one reason why I switched to morticians to go back and get some control in my life. Because I feel like with miners, it was a race. And some of these captains, I don't know if I can race with, especially if the miners get nerfed. So I was like, okay, let me try to control the game as opposed to just trying to outrace people. Well, they're pretty damn good at it. They are. I mean, at least now they are. I mean, we don't know what it's going to look like in a couple weeks, right? They win the race about 70% of the time, so... Well, that was the thing. Like, I did win the race with them when I played them in the tournament at Raleigh. But then I, when you miss a goal, it's, like, super bad. Yeah. But that's the thing about Corbelli. I don't know how many goals he's going to be missing. Yeah. Probably not a lot. All right, John. Well, if you don't have anything, let's get the hell out of here. All right, man. Roll dice. There's all. Peace.